Welcome to an elite group of women in the Mumpreneurs Club, a podcast designed for women in business with children and social lives. Whoever said you can't have your cake and eat it too didn't listen to an episode of the Mumpreneurs Club. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Mumpreneurs Club podcast. Today, guys, as you probably already know, if you don't live in a cave, we are totally up shit's creek without a paddle in this zombie apocalypse known as the coronavirus. Victoria is officially the leper of Australia. New South Wales has closed the borders. I think it was the first time since 100 years that they've done something like that. Um, We've had the highest recorded cases. We've locked down commission flats with army of police outside. Suburbs are just being locked down every day. And it's pretty devastating, to say the least. And a little bit, I'd like to say I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic, but I don't know if that's the right word because it's a bit of a nightmare and I don't ever want to go back to it, but I am. It feels exactly like the time in the first wave of coronavirus where we were waiting for those announcements and we were hearing the cases going up and we were just waiting, homeschooling is going to be announced. There's definitely no chance they're going to go back for term two. And here we are again in the school holidays, pretty uncertain at this stage that the kids will go back in term three. No one has said anything, but I mean, if you've got half a brain and two fucking eyes in your head, seeing all the news headlines and what's going on, it's probably going to happen, guys. So buckle up for that one because that'll be interesting. It's a little bit like that movie Groundhog Day, which I hated that movie, but we're literally in the Groundhog Day movie where every morning we just wake up and we've just got that shit day. That's been our life for 2020. Our lives have been Groundhog Day. But there's no point in crying over spilled milk. It is what it is. We have to just keep marching through it and um, it'll be better eventually. But that brings me to the topic of today's conversation, which is that it really won't be better very soon after the whole COVID pandemic passes or we get a grip on it. A number of reasons why. One, we don't know when we're going to get a grip of it. There's clearly a second wave coming up. But in other countries as well, they've been having second waves. There's no, I haven't really seen any country that's totally recovered. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, they don't talk about it in the news, that's for sure. But Britain's going back into a lockdown. Singapore had a second wave. Spain is just fucking struggling. Let's not even talk about the US. Even New Zealand said that they were case-free and then they've got more cases. Yes, they're from overseas travellers and bad um, quarantine regulations that they had in the hotel and not testing people and letting them out early, but whatever, excuses, human error, call it what you will, there's cases. And we all know how fast this fucking disease multiplies. So we're all in the shit. And as far as I can see, there's no real light at the end of the tunnel yet. And frankly, 
Coronavirus is a bit of a distraction to what the real beast is here, and that's the economy tanking. What I'm really worried about is that people don't realize and they get a little bit consumed with the lockdowns and the restrictions and the whole hype of coronavirus and, of course, not wanting to die or having loved ones die, which I get, but we're not really focusing on how bad it's going to be when all this is over in terms of the economy. You know, I've had some millennials say to me, oh, you know, I just won't see my grandparents, so it doesn't matter. I can go out. It doesn't really matter if I get sick because I don't have loved ones that I'm exposing myself to. One, they're dickheads because they're really not thinking about everybody else that they're exposing to and have you asked them if they want to get exposed to your filthy germs. But two, the mentality of thinking you're not going to get affected because you're not autoimmune or you're not old is ridiculous because we're all being affected. Every single one of us is being affected, including our children, everyone, because the economy is tanking thanks to this pandemic, thanks to these restrictions, thanks to these lockdowns. So it just blows my mind. And a lot of you might be listening to this and thinking, no, surely not. There aren't idiots like that out there. Then there's probably that vast majority of you that are running a small business or have dealt with a lot of customers before so that you know, yes, people are idiots and majority of people probably do think like this and you've seen it firsthand. So whichever one it is, it doesn't change the fact that it is what it is. As a, as a business broker, and a lot of you know, I'm a business broker for a family business, we deal with a lot of small to medium-sized business owners. We represent them for their sale and it's across every industry and sector. So we see it all. And I can tell you, most small business owners really have no idea that when the coronavirus passes or we get a grip on it or we're no longer in restrictions and lockdowns, they don't seem to have any idea or concept of what is waiting for them on the other side in the sense that all this JobKeeper, all the rent relief, all these grants and, and relief packages, we're going to have to pay, pay that back. The government, the country is going to need to get that money back, which means it's going to come back from us. So all this money, you have to sort of think about it like a loan. And for a lot of us, it's a loan for money or benefits that don't even apply to us. The typical taxpayer sad story, I know. Let's not get into that because we've already got enough negativity going around and I don't want to, you know, rain on everyone's parade. But basically speaking, the economy is tanked and it's going to be massively shit after this. And I'm really worried that people don't see that or they don't want to see it and I'm here to take the blindfold off your eyes and open your eyes to the reality because people need to plan for that. It's really important and what I've noticed, especially in social media, it's really important not to try and kid yourself that things are better. Yes, it's important to look at silver lining. It's important not to dwell on things. It's important not to just get caught up in your own anxiety. I agree with all of that. And Instagram can be a really good out 
depending on what you're following and what your news feed has, most of the time, I know my news feed, I have a few things that are informative, but other than that, I get my information from um, the financial review and the age. I leave Instagram for fluffy shit. I like to look at pretty things. I look like to look at funny memes and Instagram is just my zoning off mind has died scrolling and looking at pretty things to just relax me. It's a little bit like when you come home and you watch the Housewives franchise. It's just mind numbing reality TV, but when you've had a really busy day and you don't want to think, you like to watch pretty women argue and act like morons because that's really entertaining. And Instagram is pretty much that. What can happen though when you're scrolling through Instagram and I've noticed with most people because we are at home, because we are a little bit more anxious, we've got a lot more things going on mentally, we our screen time has gone up. We are looking at Instagram more and that's been really dangerous because I've noticed most of the influencers and pages are painting a pretty picture. And depending on how much you scroll through it and how much reading between the lines you do, it can trick you into a false sense of reality and make you think that everything will be okay once the whole coronavirus is under wraps and it's under control. And when you're constantly seeing people buy things or selling you things or upgrading things, you just feel like it's all going to be okay. You don't you don't see an, a recession. You don't see an economy that's struggling. And this is what annoys me when people post black and white photos of the war and they say people in the past have gone through a lot. So, you know, coronavirus is hard, but all you have to do is sit on your couch. You just have to stay inside. It's not that hard. And they show black and white photos of barefoot women just holding a small suitcase and leaving with no possessions. And it's sort of trying to imply, don't complain. This is nothing compared to what others have gone through. I agree. But I also don't like the fact that it undermines how we're feeling today. I don't like that. I think it's really negative. It's like a passive aggressive comment and post. And I think we need to be really careful about that because I saw one the other day and I asked my grandma who was actually born in the Civil War in Greece and um, she was orphaned as a young age because of the war. Her father got murdered. She had her house burnt down from the, the guerrilla troops in her village. It was a really tough childhood as it was for most people in those years. And I asked her, what it was like growing up like that. And her explanation and her approach to it was, yeah, look, looking back at it and seeing how life is now, I can appreciate that it was hard and challenging and I couldn't imagine my grandchildren or my children or great-grandchildren going through something like that. It would be horrific. But at the time as it was happening, it didn't seem that bad because everybody else in the village was going through exactly the same thing. She didn't have shoes. They would try and find rubber from old tires to make shoes so that their feet don't get cold in the snow. But she was not the only child doing that. 
all the children were doing that. So she didn't feel inferior. In the pandemic that we have, however, there are people that have lost their jobs. There are people that don't qualify for JobKeeper and don't qualify for JobSeeker or it's not enough to cover their mortgage and the banks aren't giving them rent relief, um, or mortgage relief, and their landlords aren't giving them total rent relief and they're being pricks about it. Whatever, there's issues out there. They've got credit cards and they're being called all the time and harassed. These issues are really hard because although to a degree we've all been financially impacted, we're looking on Instagram and seeing the usual influences and the happy faces and the Kim Kardashians on a jet and everything when you look at the the world through Instagram looks pretty and perfect and flashy and then here you are feeling isolated. And that's what I think makes this harder and makes it a lot harder for what this generation is going through because not every what well, everyone is in the same boat if you ask me, but not everyone is perceived to be. And that's really tricky. You know, even in the 80s when there was that big recession, I asked my mum because I wanted to look into it. I wanted to make sure I, w- I got the right perspective on this and it wasn't just what I thought because I wasn't there. I, well, I was in the 80s, but I was young. I asked my mum what it was like and she said, look, it was tough, but everybody, again, in her so- social circle was in the same basket. Yes, there were wealthy people. Yes, there were people that weren't impacted, but within her level, within her category of similar people that she had things in common with, they were all in the same basket and there wasn't any way to really see how the other half lived. It wasn't accessible. She said something like none of her friends bought Vogue. They bought Woman's Weekly and they exchanged recipes and they looked at at catalogs from Miller and whatever other clothing store that they all went to. So it was sort of attainable because you just socialized within your level And there'd be snippets of how the wealthy lived here and there. Sometimes you would get an interview at their home. You know, she remembers the Michael Jackson interview in the 90s where he opened the doors to Neverland and, you know, everyone was in awe. But these were just tiny little snippets of what the other other side of the world was like in terms of wealth. It wasn't exposed to them every time they opened their phone and scrolled. And that makes a really big impact on how we are and our level of anxiety and our level of feeling inferior. Because every time you get a bill or you worry about how you're going to cover the mortgage when JobKeeper finishes in the end at the end of September, you can't help but jump on Instagram and find that somebody you know, one of the celebrities just bought a Hermes handbag that cost $50,000, which is literally more than what you're actually stressing about. That puts it on another level because it's no longer relatable. You're, you're ostracized. You're ostracized from the world, from a device that you can hold in your hand, and that's really dangerous. Going through that in terms of how dangerous Instagram can be. I want to also point out 
everybody that's on Instagram at the moment, no matter how wealthy, no matter what level, are being impacted by this pandemic. Some more than others, of course, the rich might be just getting a little bit of a nudge. Oh, that's a little bit uncomfortable. I've lost a few million. Oh, well, no harm done. Others are losing homes. I understand. But to varying level, everybody has got copped a loss, even big companies. I mean, it's all over the news what's going on with Qantas. So what I'm trying to say here is everybody is hustling on Instagram and they're hustling and trying to sell you their shit. Rosalia Russian is coming out and telling you that you need her tracksuit for ISO. I bought her tracksuit, really comfortable, reasonably priced, I would say, compared to some of the other things. But you don't really need that tracksuit to be in isolation. You really can wear your ripped up t-shirt, no bra and some boxes. You're at home. Nobody gives a fuck. You don't really need socks that say social distancing by Rosalia Russian. The whole point of what she's doing, though, is trying to hustle. And as I said, I bought her stuff. Great product. Nothing against her. Nadia Bartel and her Hene, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, I think it's Hene, her Hene brand constantly throwing images to everybody. If you look at her newsfeed, it's 80% buy my shit, 1% I did my hair today. Even influencers that don't seem to be trying to sell you their product line are still selling you something. They'll show you the Thermomix that they bought. Even if it's not a paid partnership, they're influencers, guys. So they need to show that they can influence you. They probably have a deal with Thermomix or if they don't have a deal with Thermomix, they can show their insight on what they got in terms of attention from posting about Thermomix and that helps companies see what their pulling power is. Everything that they do on Instagram, Instagram is used as a platform for advertising. We all know anyone listening to this podcast who is a small business owner or a medium-sized business owner or a corporate manager or GM, you all know that Instagram is used as a platform for marketing. We don't open up a newspaper anymore. We don't necessarily watch TV and look at ads. Most of us are streaming on Netflix or Stan or Amazon or whatever it might be. So think about it, guys. If somebody wants to advertise a product to you and newspapers are out, catalogs are out, magazines are pretty much out, TV advertising's out, radio advertising is pretty out too, then it's down to really billboards and social media. Considering we're all staying at home or majority of us are staying at home, you're kind of down to social media, which means they've upped their ante right now and you are being flooded with shit that you have been subliminally or directly told that you need to have. And it's really important you save your money. I cannot stress this enough. Things are not okay. Whilst everyone on Instagram is telling you it is, and it's nice because you can just get into a different world like an avatar and just pretend that things are okay, it's quite soothing to just do that sometimes. But don't buy into it. Things are not really okay for you to go and spend 
money on things you don't need. The whole idea of retail therapy is real, guys. When you are stressed, when you are depressed, when you are anxious, it is a proven fact that you are subjected to being able to spend more on impulsive items or things that at that moment give you the release of endorphins to make you feel good. And Instagram has worked out that formula to a T. So I need everyone to understand when you're looking through Instagram stories, you need to picture them like market stalls. Every story is a market stall trying to hustle you. Some things you might come across that you actually need, great. Other things like that bag or those shoes or that isolation trackie, you probably don't need it. And you have to ask yourself, do you need it? Am I going to be okay in two months time if my husband loses his job or if I lose my job? What is our plan? Ask yourself those questions. Go through the process of asking yourself all the worst case scenario questions before you impulse buy. All those memes saying, oh, you know, I retail therapy treated myself. I'll use Afterpay. All these things are enabling bad habits. It's not okay just because a meme said it or just because an influencer shared it or some rich person on Instagram said, oh, treat yourself doesn't mean you need to. Don't try and aspire to live a life that isn't yours. And don't forget what you see on Instagram isn't real. Using these influencers as an example, Nadia Bartel was hiding it from everyone and so she should because it's her personal business. Her marriage was in crisis and her husband was allegedly having an affair. They divorced. Nobody knew until she announced it that they were divorcing. Every day she was posting on Instagram like nothing was going wrong. And that's exactly how it should be because it's not the real world. Think about what you guys post on Instagram or Facebook. Think about how many photos you sift through at a family event before you pick the one photo that you're actually going to load and how many of you touch them up. Or if you don't touch them up, you sure as hell out of 20 photos, zoom in to see every little detail and double check that the one that you're going to load is going to be perfect. That's not reality. We all know it. We know it if we have our own accounts of on how we do things or how much we scrutinize ourselves. What makes it any different with these guys? Especially if it's a career for them, especially if they get paid or they get publicity or exposure based on how popular they are. They need to look at everything. So whilst it is important that they do what they need to do, they're not bad people, they're not dishonest people, they're just hustling like we all are. They're all just trying to earn an income and do their job. And this podcast is all about women being successful and boosting themselves up. A lot of us have social media and we use it for our business and that's great. That's really important, but don't get high on your own supply. Don't fall into the trap of the things that you do yourself to promote your business. You know that it's all smoke and mirrors. So save your money, guys. Remember, 
The storm is coming. The economy is not going to come out unscathed and you need to do what you can to save your money now because by the time it hits the mass majority of the population, it will be too late to do much about it and you can't backpedal. So stay safe, wear a face mask, and for fuck's sake, don't put it over your eyes. Look through Instagram with your eyes wide open and take it at face value. It's pretty images. It's not real. Stop buying shit you don't need. Love you guys, and I'll be in your ears again at the end of the week. Thanks. Stay safe.